Lynn Pierce is an award-winning designer, event stylist, lifestyle blogger, and all-around style guru. She believes that style can be found in the simplest of things and is what turns the mundane into the extraordinary. Sam Feldman is a entrepreneur who wears red lipstick to the grocery store and a cocktail dress to the hardware store. Sam's a 30-something-year-old with over 20 years of party planning experience. And yeah, you heard that right. She believes every day is a cause for celebration. Together, they are the Soul Style Project. Join the stylish mom and daughter duo each week as they journey through topics of self-discovery and creativity, helping their listeners live up to their true potential and most stylish selves. You're listening to episode one of The Soul Style Project. My name is Lynn Pierce, and I'm with my daughter and co-host, Sam Feldman. Hello, co-host. Hello. Hello. (laughs) So episode one, I guess we kind of need to explain what we're doing. Yep. Um, So I came up with this idea. I'm an interior designer um, for almost 20 years now, and probably about five or six years ago, I noticed I kept getting compliments from my clients when we would be done with a project and they would say, this is exactly how I want my house to feel, but I had no idea how to achieve it without you. So that's where I came up with the term soul style because I felt like I was able to get to know them and kind of pull out of them what they were passionate about, what sparked joy for them, and and in turn put that into their home um, as a style, right? So I came up with the idea of Soul Style Project. Literally, I, I think I've had the, um, the domain name for probably five years now. About. Yeah, and never did anything with it. Because I, I've just been trying to figure out how to do it. And so I asked you to be my co-host because, number one, I hate talking to myself. Because <laughs> that's just no fun. So um, so anyway, welcome. Thanks. Thank you for joining me on this journey. Um, and one of the reasons I wanted you to co-host with me is you have always just had a unique sense of style that is truly you. Um, And that's what this is about. It's kind of helping people figure out what their soul style is Mm -hmm. and what makes them happy. So where do you think that came from for you? So when you asked me to co-host this with you, I was super (laughs) excited. And so thank you. But I also felt like, yeah, I know what Soul Style Project is. That's great. But I had a hard time defining it today. Right. Okay. (laughs) So I'm very much on the journey with all of the listeners as well, even though I do feel like I have a pretty good sense of my own soul style. Mm -hmm. Um, But where it comes from, we can definitely unpack it. So three memories came to mind when you asked me that question. Okay. So the first is being really young as a kid, and this comes from your interior design passion, mm-hmm. and going to the Alameda flea markets. Ah, yeah. 
once a month mm-hmm. um, with you and grandma. And we would get up super early. Mm-hmm. Some You had a booth for a few years there. Mm-hmm. Some years we were just going to look and buy. And sometimes you would give me money to buy my own things. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I had to earn it on my own or, or I brought it just from what I had saved. But the memory, so that's the backstory to the memory, is me <laughs> sitting in my room in an old chair that I found at Alameda <laughs> that we covered with that floral oh, slipcover. Mm-hmm. Yep, I remember. And I made an ottoman out of fabric scraps. Oh, I totally forgot about that. That you had. Yeah. Because you, you always have fabric scraps. Uh-huh. And But I made it in my room by myself, not knowing how to do it. I had bought the ottoman also. Mm-hmm. And I took off what was already on it. I used fabric scraps from just what you had. And I used a staple gun. I don't know how old I was, but I definitely used a staple gun and, and fashioned it myself. Mm-hmm. And then directly after that, I sat in the chair for the rest of the evening and made styrofoam paper dolls mm-hmm. and clothes for the paper dolls I out of the rest that. of the fabric scraps. So I think that memory comes up to me just, one, you created an environment that made that okay to do that, to mm-hmm. explore my own creativity, but also it, it wasn't a silly, I didn't feel silly doing any mm-hmm. of those things. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't, wasn't given instruction on how to reupholster. I think I might've said, I want it this color. And you were like, okay, do it. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. Well, I have, I have this theory about, because a lot of people say um, they're not creative mm-hmm. and I don't think that's true. I think everybody is, but Because if you think back to when you were a kid, you didn't worry about creating something and having someone judge it. You just did it for your own sense of joy and um, to to create something. Mm -hmm. And as you get older, you start worrying about what other people think of your creation. Yeah. And that just stifles your creativity. So I think everyone is inherently creative and it may be through music or art or whatever. You have your own talent. Mm -hmm. But um, that's one of the things I want to explore is going back to childhood and rediscovering what it's like to just be a kid and be creative. Mm -hmm. So I think you do you think it was because you were just in a creative household and memory number two. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Creative household and creative family. So memory number two is with grandma Carol. Mm -hmm. When I, Lauren and I, my sister and I would go to their house for, to stay for the weekend. The first thing we would do is grandma Carol would take us to Michael's Mm -hmm. and we could fill the cart with whatever we wanted. So it wasn't, 
like we, you know, were filling up on toys and things to do for the weekend. We were filling up on projects. So she would bring us to Michael's and she would say, okay, what projects are we going to do this weekend? And we would walk every aisle in Michael's and we would just buy bits and bobs and random. And sometimes we would have a project in mind and sometimes we would have no project in mind. Right. And then whatever we got, we would come home and we would make the project. And it's probably why you still love Michael's. I love Michael's and my kids also love Michael's. My son, Jack, who is six, says that it's my happy place. (laughs) And by the way, we are not being sponsored by Michael's. (laughs) But if Michael's should hear this podcast and want to, you know, just putting that out there. So, um, yeah. So you got to just be creative and have fun without any judgment. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that's. Um, that's where we need to get back to those roots of just creating for the fun of it Mm -hmm. and not worrying about what people are going to think of it. Hmm. My third memory is fashion related. Mm -hmm. So I've also always loved fashion. Mm -hmm. I've always loved vintage style fashions but sometimes have been a little eclectic in some of the outfits that I've had in the past and I remember an outfit that we put together when I was in high school I think yes I was in high school and it was um, a pair of wool capri Mm-hmm. Pinstriped pants. I know exactly the outfit. I, <laughs> I'm picturing it. And I think there was a hat involved. Yes, there was. <laughs> and a boat neck black three quarter sleeve mm-hmm. t shirt mm-hmm. with a script S mm-hmm. on it. Um, there was a hat. There was a beret. That's right. <laughs> and a pair of pumps. And I don't remember if the pumps were a color or if they were just a plain color. But um, when I put that outfit together at home, I was like, yes, to this outfit. I think I was a sophomore in high school. And when I got to school, I remembered being very nervous all of a sudden because people don't dress up in high school. Now, I ran with a very fashionable crew <laughs> that you all did. ran around in high heels, still very fashionable to this day. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't out of place with my, my friend group, but I remember walking into my class for the day and all of a sudden being super self-conscious and like, oh my God, I, no one else looks like me right now. Mm-hmm. I had to step out of that class is English class. I had to step out of that class really quick to go run an errand or something. And I was walking down the hall in the school and an older boy walked by and stopped and turned around and said, I really like your outfit. And he super meant it. And I remember thinking, yeah, you did because I like my outfit and I feel really great. And thank you for noticing and not saying that I need that validation in every moment. But mm-hmm. in that moment, I was like, yes, this is who I am. And I'm super OK with that. And I think that that's the whole point of this is that when you're a little kid, like before the age of five, you really don't care 
what you could wear a tutu <laughs> and a beret and whatever and you really don't care what people think mm-hmm. but as you get older like you said you felt subconsciously like oh my gosh I don't look like anyone else and then you started to feel a little bit nervous mm-hmm. instead of just owning that outfit and because you loved it mm-hmm. I was just talking about this because I I think everyone has a sense of style but they are afraid to put it out to the world yeah but if you just own it because I see outfits all the time like I would never wear that mm-hmm. but when somebody is wearing it and owning it they it looks amazing mm-hmm. Because they have that confidence about them to do it. And it almost makes it better, too, because they're the only one that can pull off exactly. that outfit. And right. wear it with such charisma and confidence. Right. I think confidence, to me, is a lot of what soul style is. Okay. We need to talk about one thing, because it's in the intro. That you're a 30-something-year-old <laughs> with a 20-year... Um, experience of party planning. Sure. Let's talk about this because 20 years, you're in your 30s. So this, yeah. this means you were planning parties when you were like 10 years old. Yep. I believe I was 10. And I know you were because I'm your mom. Yes. But let's, let's talk about this. When I was 10, so well, first, I've always had a love for parties. Mm-hmm. My birthday is in May. And I think we usually started planning my birthday party around January. Probably. Yeah. That, <laughs> at least. That sounds right. Um, if not October of the previous year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always loved a good birthday party. And when I was 10, my friend Alicia and I wanted to start a party planning business mm-hmm. called The Party Girls. Mm-hmm. And... I told you about it. We were in the car. I think we were coming back from Alameda, actually. But we were in the car, and I was telling you about it, and you told me to write you a business plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you said every business starts with a business plan. Yep. And then I needed to write a business plan out for you. So we did. Alicia and I made a business plan for the party girls. Mm-hmm. And we planned only a couple of parties with the party girls. But and the first one. I was your first client. Yes. For my little sister, Lauren, Mm -hmm. and we planned the most epic safari themed birthday party complete with live action safari hunt. I remember it was a big hit. It was a huge hit. Yes. And that's where my party planning began. So I just think. You're probably one of the most creative people I know. Um, And that's why I wanted you on this journey, because I want to help other people explore their creativity and to be able to align with their sense of style and be confident in how they express themselves. So thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Um, So what what do you want to get out of this journey? I, well, I'd love to 
be able to define my own soul style. So while I do have it, Mm -hmm. I would love to unpack more of where that comes from and possibly even lean into it a little bit more. Um, But I also really love communities like this where it's inspiring and empowering to um, to everyone, but especially to women. And, you know, I feel like there's a great opportunity to just provide more confidence for women. Mm-hmm. And I have a bit more time on my hands now. <laughs> um, unfortunately, we're recording this in June. Is it June? The end it's of June. June. Yep. 2020, that magical year. 2020. And I, due to the global pandemic, I recently lost my job of nine years that I really loved and worked for a retail brand that super inspired me. But um, I also think that I contributed a lot back to that brand. And Mm -hmm. I'd love to continue doing what I loved for that brand, which was lifting people up. I was a a leader in that company and I really want to continue lifting people up and listening and, um, helping people to grow personally now, whereas before I was helping them to grow professionally. Well, I, I'm sorry that that happened to you, but I'm glad that it has afforded you the time (laughs) to be with me on this journey. Um, And speaking of inspiration, so one of the things that we're going to do each week um, is talk about our Soul Style Discovery of the Week and what is inspiring us. So you have a book. Yes, that brought... A book today um, that actually is from a former co-worker. She wrote a book, which is amazing. It's called The Essential Luxury of You, Visual Reminders to Dismantle Self-Doubt and Learn to Celebrate You. And it's by Cassandra Campbell Stanley um, of TheExperimentersStudio.com. Perfect. You can follow her on Instagram. Um by the handle curate this she is super inspiring i didn't save the page but i will (laughs) find it quickly um so this book is just a series of doodles and little poems and thoughts and you know i love me some doodles (sighs) i think i think everyone needs to doodle Every day. Yes. Like at least one doodle a day. At least a doodle a day. And that's exactly how Cassandra wrote this book. So on her commute home from work, she would doodle on her iPhone and then just jot down thoughts that came to her. I love it. Um, This definitely fits in with soul style. It's all about a journey of self-discovery and really lifting yourself up so that you can lift others up. Um, the doodle that inspired me this week is a, the picture is of a graph and on the vertical Y axis, it says joy and on the horizontal X axis, it says fear. And she's crossed out fear mm-hmm. and put in gratitude mm. instead. Love it. And there's a little, you know, poem that goes with it, but essentially it's talking about being afraid of pure joy. And what happens if you get it and then you lose it Mm -hmm. and if you even deserve it and what is the antidote and what inspired me about it this week is I actually was looking at this last week in light of, of knowing that there would be these changes in my company and, and not knowing if I would be a part of that Mm -hmm. and really just looking at 
fear is not productive. Right. And instead changing that into gratitude for the time that I had with this company at the time of my, in my life that I had it. So I got married. I had my two beautiful babies with this company while also moving forward in my career. I moved several positions up within this company mm-hmm. to a multi-store leader. And I don't know that I would have had that opportunity with many other companies. It truly was just an amazing company and it was right for me at that time. Mm-hmm. And I have to be now filled with the gratitude that I had that at that time. I think gratitude is always the anecdote to any mm-hmm. problem because if you can find gratitude even the, for the smallest things it erases the the negative absolutely your emotion and that's how I'm taking it into this next week too so in this next venture instead of being fearful I'm going to be grateful for opportunities like this podcast Soul Style project <laughs> um, and time and and just any new adventure that I find myself on. Love it. Okay. So let's talk about where people can find you. Okay. Because you have another venture. Yes. That you are, um, well, you've been doing it, but now you're going to put some more time into it. So tell us about that. Yes. So my party planning did not stop at 10 (laughs) years old. It truly is a a lifetime pursuit. Um, I always did party help with my friends and, um, and others. So while I was actually on maternity leave for my second baby, because mm-hmm. I don't know how to stand idle mm-hmm. <laughs> still, I started Liz and Jack, which is, um, a party decor business. It's actually turning into so much more. It started just as an Etsy shop. And now, um, that I have more time, I'm revamping <laughs> it into just really a place to curate daily celebrations. So it's Liz and Jack celebrations, big and small, because every day is truly worthy of celebration. So agreed. So your website is Liz and Jack celebrate.com. Okay. And we will link this in the show notes. Um, and they can also find you on Instagram. Is it Liz and Jack parties, Liz and Jack parties. Um, and then I can be found at lynnpierce.com um, for any of your interior design needs. And we she also... Does e-design too. I do e-design, so I don't even need to come into your home wearing a mask. <laughs> <laughs> um, and a then, beautiful mask it would be. But. Of course. <laughs> um, and then you can also find us at soulstyleproject.com. So this has been fun. A lot of fun. Um, Each week, we're going to explore our soul style, creativity, all kinds of fun things. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. Thank you so much for listening to the very first episode of The Soul Style Project. We look forward to bringing you new and creative content each week and would love for you to come along for the journey. You can join the conversation by leaving us a comment on Instagram at Soul Style Project or our website, soulstyleproject.com. You can also subscribe and leave a review at any of the places where you currently enjoy listening to podcasts. Thanks again, and until next time, remember, when the soul finds its style, life is gorgeous.